Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be avoiding friend zone. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who's actually trying to avoid friend zone, but he's pretty far down the line. He's been dating this girl. He says it's kind of like a friends with benefits style relationship, but he's four months down the line. He's only about halfway through reading my book for the first time because he obviously just recently found me. And he says he's guilty of acting needy, being neurotic, he's over-pursued her, he's over-called, he's over-texted her, he's even acted jealous, which obviously that went over like a lead balloon. And on top of that, he has made the mistake of having a little too much to drink and obviously that further has skewed his interactions with her. But miraculously, even four months later, what I mean when you read, I mean it's a lot of things that he's done here. You go, it's amazing this guy's gotten this far along. And this, what kind of goes to show you, I was just this girl really liked this guy in the beginning, and that was probably one of the reasons why he's been able to get away with so much screwing up. But obviously he's in a fearful state, and he's trying to avoid friend zone. He knows he's made a lot of mistakes, and so he's really struggling with his mindset and how he's approaching the problem because obviously. He went initially from being totally focused on trying to lock this girl down to a relationship and now he's – it seems he, he – or I should say it appears he's backed off enough in time to keep from getting totally friend zoned. So we're going to go through his email. He brings up a lot of good things he's doing. I haven't seen an email from a guy in a long, you know, quite some time. It's made a lot of the mistakes that this guy is making. That's why I, I chose to go through it. Because there's a lot of common things in there that guys do. And so I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and then we're going to go through his email. And the quote says, successful people tend to be more relaxed, confident, and patient. Unsuccessful people tend to be fearful, worried, and impatient. It's better to take your time to contemplate plans of action, backup plans, and potential downside risk before taking action to achieve an outcome. Otherwise, taking impulsive actions based upon avoiding what you fear tends to actually cause what you fear to become a reality. So he's obviously gotten himself into some situations here just because of his own thinking, his own fear that it's not going to work out, that he's not going to get what he wants, that she's not going to like, not going to fall in love, not going to want to become his girlfriend, etc., etc. Let's go through his email. He says, Dear Corey, I've, I have, I've had a friends with benefit arrangement for about four months now with a girl I'm really into, but due to me displaying weak and needy behavior early on in the relationship, it's been a challenge to gain back the power that I've lost and prove to her that I'm a man that can stand up to her and someone she's willing to date. Well, you shouldn't be looking at it from the perspective of, oh, I got to prove myself to her. Because when, if you're in the mindset of, I got to prove myself to her, it's like you've already presupposed and decided that you're not good enough. And if deep down you don't think you're good enough, you're going to tend to try to do things to overcompensate, like call too much, constantly be fishing around. How does she feel about me? Does she like me? Is this going to go anywhere? Are there other guys in the picture? Is she maybe going to choose some other dude over me? I mean these are just mindsets and patterns of thinking that are just not going to be helpful. It's always better to contemplate from the end. If you were the greatest awesome dude, potential boyfriend that this woman 
has ever met, you'd be in an abundance mentality because you'd have the attitude of, well, even if she doesn't choose me, there's going to be several other women who are going to see my value. And if, if you've got four or five women competing for your attention and your time, you're not going to be in a rush. You're going to, you need data. You need information. You need to spend time with each girl before you make your mind up. So even if you have no, nothing else going on in your personal life, contemplate from me and how would I be if I had too much choice, if I had too many options and I'm so I have so, I have such a busy life and I've got so many options here. It's like I got to whittle this pool of potential prospects down because there's just no way I can spend all my time with these individual amazing women that I have the opportunity to meet and hang out with. And so if you contemplate and you think from that way, well, you're not going to be in a rush to do anything. You're going to take your time. So therefore, blowing up her phone, where are you? Do you trying to figure out how she feels about you or trying to figure out where you stand, it's going to be the last thing on your mind because you're in the mindset, of, I how do I like how much do I like this girl? Is she really a good match for me? Do we really jive well together? These are things you're going to have to know. But if you're in the mindset, I got to prove myself to her, hopefully she'll like me, you're going to be in a rush. You're going to be trying to do things way before it's necessary. And women are going to be able to tell when you're they're around you that your head is somewhere else. In other words, you're thinking about what to say next, what to do next. You're not in the present moment. You're focused on what may or may not happen in the future. And that's going to create an awkward, weird vibe. Things aren't going to really flow. Before I discovered your online material, I bought your book and I'm about halfway through my first read. I did the typical stuff men who aren't confident in themselves do, such as over texting her, having the talk way too early in their relationship. Well, the talk is something that a woman typically brings up. Usually, if you follow what the book teaches, right around about week seven is typically where that's going to come up at. So you can see that's, I mean, that's over a month and a half after you initially start dating somebody. Remember, the average woman typically is like, is this guy good for me? Do I like him enough? That's where women are coming from. They're coming from taking their time because women fall in love slowly over time. So if you're thinking about it as a guy and you're worried about it, it's better to slow down Take a breath in. Take time to contemplate things. You're, as I talk about in the book, the guy's job is to create the opportunity for sex to happen. It's your job to create the date, to make sure the plans are handled, where you're going to go, what you're going to do, and be the master of ceremonies, if you will, to be the captain of the fun bus. And the relationship stuff, that's feminine energy. That's bonding, connecting, opening up to receive love. Those are not things of a guy who's purpose-driven, trying to accomplish things, achieve, bear, overcome obstacles, break through barriers. He says, I've also displayed jealousy and I even let her treat me like a male girlfriend at times. About two weeks ago, I began implementing your advice and I've noticed her interest level has begun to increase again as we're having more sex, fewer arguments. Well, men who understand women don't argue with them. And typically in these situations where like when I do phone sessions with guys, the arguments 
come from, hey, we're not spending enough time together. And it's the guy, in other words, in the back of his mind, he's afraid it's not going to work out. It's not going to turn into a relationship. She's not going to become his girlfriend. And so he tries to bring these things up more, tries to talk about them more really before it's time. And it's coming from a place of insecurity, a place of fear. Women can totally pick up on that. And she's more flirtatious with me in public as well. There are also a few issues, however, that I am struggling with and would like your advice on. One problem I have is that she is my roommate. Well, that's a little interesting wrinkle. So I see her every day. This makes it difficult for me to give her distance and allow her to miss me. That's why you should have a complete full life, full of friends, full of family, full of activities, going to the gym, taking care of yourself, having an active social life instead of sitting at home going, gee, when is she going to be home? What am I going to say to her when she gets home? What am I going to do? As a man, you should be focused on your mission, your purpose in life, slaying the dragons, so to speak. And if you see her at home at night, hey, great, what a benefit. And if not, that's fine too. We are very good friends and have gotten into the habit of eating dinner together every night and all of our friends are my friends so we often frequent the same clubs when we go out during the weekend. Obviously if you're living together and you're, you're totally focused on is this thing going to turn into a relationship or not and obviously he's admitted through from the time he started dating he's pretty much been doing that. So if you think about it, you live together, she's not going anywhere. Remember, you must love in such a way that the person you love feels free. So if you come home and she happens to be there, hang out, have some fun while you're hanging out, obviously hook up when the signs are there. I mean, you've already seen that if you back off and you allow her to come to you a little more, it's having a positive effect. My biggest challenge has been a difficulty in exercising emotional self-control as when I drink, I tend to get emotional. Well, guess what? You probably should cut back in your drinking unless you're okay with rolling the dice and screwing this up unnecessarily. And I made me comments to her in the past about her flirting and dancing provocatively with other men. Well, the reality is if she's a liar and a cheater by nature, in other words, if she doesn't value loyalty, if she doesn't value commitment, then you could be the best boyfriend in the world you could be the best husband in the world, but at some point, you're going to slack off. You're going to get lazy. You're going to get complacent. You're going to get caught up, and you're not going to do the little things that you should be doing. Now, somebody who's a liar and a cheater who doesn't value monogamy, who doesn't value commitment, who doesn't value loyalty, typically women that don't, they often grow up in families where there's multiple affairs between the mom, the dad. There's a history of it in the family, and that's what they learn. Statistically, women that grow up in good families where mom and dad are together or at least she, the father figure that's in her life provides a good, healthy, masculine, feminine dy dynamic with her mother. She has a good relationship with her dad, has a good relationship with her mom. Her dad tends to be the rock, the mountain. Both parents are, tend to be faithful to one another. They believe in communicating. If there's a problem, they don't go to bed until it's resolved. So it's important to ask those questions when you start dating somebody. Well, tell me about your, what's your relationship with your dad? Are you close to your dad? Are you daddy's little girl? Those are really important questions that you should be asking in the beginning. 
Because if she starts talking about it, like, oh, no, my dad cheated my mom all the time or my mom cheated my dad all the time. Those are the kinds of things that should raise the red flag and make you go, I don't know. you got to think about these things. Otherwise, you several months down the road, you get burned because you got emotionally attached to the fantasy of, of who you thought she was. We all, men and women both, we tend to be guilty of projecting the fantasy of what we want and what we hope and think the other person is. And we often, especially when we really like them and we're emotionally invested, we tend to ignore those red flags there. So the reality is, is like when you're in a situation like this, you can say something to her like, hey, we're on a date tonight and it's kind of not cool that you're on the dance floor dancing with other guys. I mean, I know we're not in a committed relationship, but it's I, that's not really cool. If, you, if I brought you here with me and you're, you're doing that, that's one thing. But if you're just hanging out in a group and she's doing that, she's not your girlfriend, go dance with some other girls. Go have some fun. It's, you don't have the right when she's not your girlfriend to expect her to treat – in other words, expect her to act like a girlfriend when she's not really – isn't your girlfriend. So the reality is you see how she is and what happens if you after your boyfriend, girlfriend? Does she continue to do those things? Does she continue to rub other guys in your face? Especially if she knows you're going to lose your shit over it. Then she's going to tend to rub other guys in your face to, to make you lose your shit basically to test you. And every time you lose your shit, you're one step closer to being stuck in friend zone permanently. She'll be all over me when we are in private. But as soon as we go out for a night, she shows almost zero interest in me. This Again, you're getting upset because her behavior is not matching her expectations. You're looking at her like she's your girlfriend and it's obvious that in public she had – I mean if you look at – she's different together when it's just the two of you. But when it's around other people, she's going out of her way to show other people that, well, it's not a commitment. The two of you aren't together. You must love in such a way that the person you love feels free. This really hurts but when I brought this up with her, it's not, never gone over well and she resents me trying to restrict her freedom and I come off as appearing weak. Yeah, because the reality is if she doesn't value loyalty, communication, commitment, any of those things, by hanging back and seeing what she does, you know, if she falls in love with you and wants to be exclusive and brings up the boyfriend-girlfriend talk and then you become exclusive and she continues to do this. Well, that pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Then you just let her know that, hey, it's, I just don't think it's being exclusive, you and I, is going to work because you hanging all over other men when we go out together, that just doesn't – if we're in a committed relationship, I don't want my girlfriend hanging all over my guy friends or other strange dudes. That's not going to work. So we can be friends with benefits. We can have an open relationship. So in other words, don't have an exclusive monogamous relationship with somebody who – has demonstrated during your the time that you started dating that she's not capable or somebody that has a history of that. She's got to earn it. It's like you've already decided in your mind, oh, is this the perfect girlfriend for me? But you really don't know her yet. I know that the solution is to do the exact same thing that she's doing, i.e. flirt and talk to members of the opposite sex and not pay attention to her. You're right. I tend to be fairly shy and even though I'm starting to open up more and I've been practicing my skills in this department, I still feel outmatched by her 
outgoing personality. Well, that's not – is that a resourceful mindset? Is that a good way to perceive yourself? Is that a good way to talk about yourself? So in other words, think from the end. If you were awesome, if you had an outgoing personality and you were the type of guy that lots of women liked, you wouldn't feel threatened by the fact that it seems like she's popular with other dudes. You want to give her the space and the time to choose you willingly by demonstrating your superior example by simply being who you really are, being in the present moment and just creating the next opportunity for sex to happen. It seems like she's constantly meeting new men and has plenty of options but I've also so far been unable to attract more women into my life. Well, you're fixated on this girl and you're treating her like a girlfriend, so it sounds like you've kind of mentally already closed yourself off from any other options. While it looks like from what you've shared here, from her actions, she's keeping her options open and therefore you should be keeping your options open. You should be spending time apart, going out on dates, doing other things besides being totally fixated on her. That's part of your problem. I hope that as I continue to develop my social skills and implement your methods, I can change the balance of the relationship and show her, again, more approval-seeking behavior and mindset, still thinking you got to prove yourself to her, that I'm confident man and then I can stand up to her. Until then, is there any advice that you can give me for my specific situation? Well, like I said earlier, you should be focused on your mission and your purpose first and foremost in your life as a man. You also should have friends and other people that you hang out with outside of the group, the fact that she's there. Because you've only been kind of seeing her for four months, so it doesn't really sound like this is something like you've known for years and you just kind of just now started hooking up. you got to have a life. you got to have a purpose. you got to have other interests. Women like guys that are mysterious. And if you're sitting at home every night waiting for her to come home and waiting to see what she's going to do every night, that when she's doing the exact opposite, obviously it's not going to end well. If you go home together and then she's there and she's like, hey, what are we doing for dinner? It's like, let's go out and eat something. Let's go do something. Or let's go to the grocery store and cook some food, get some wine. I mean, you got the perfect, I mean, you're living together. You have the perfect opportunity to make it really easy to create the next opportunity for sex to happen. If you just focus on that, focus on the little things. The relationship label, locking her down, that's not your department, dude. That's the woman's department. And so every time you bring that up and you focus on it, you're in essence acting like a woman. You're moving into your feminine energy, which is going to turn her off and push her away. So the fact that you guys live together actually can be an advantage in this particular situation. But again, you, you got to get back to being a well-rounded dude that's got other things going on in your life besides just her. So if you'd like to – you're in a similar situation and you'd like my help to analyze it, to help you fine-tune your actions and what you should do going forward or maybe you're just not sure of the person that you're with and you'd like my opinion on them, then you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and book a coaching option with yours truly and I will talk to you soon.